Hello, everybody, and welcome to the hey Funbox Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And uh, today we're going to be talking about one of Matt's favorite movies yeah. in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hide and go shriek. Uh, I, I love this movie. A classic film from director... Skip Schoolnick. Skip Schoolnick. <laughs> uh, his name pops up a lot in things, and I, it always oh, makes me he, laugh. It's it's the funniest goddamn name mm-hmm. on the planet. He's, he's been an editor in a bunch of things and producer. So every now and then I'll pop something in, and like he'll he'll be the editor and producer credit. And it, oh yeah, he was like the he was like the the he worked on Walking Dead for the first season, yeah. and he got fired because he, he took an award in, uh, that he wasn't supposed to get. Oh yeah, <laughs> basically he worked for the uh, the audio editing. Like uh-huh. he did like a bunch of free audio editing for them as like a favor. And they said, hey, as a as a reward, we'll put your name on the on the audio editing because they had to edit out all the sounds of Atlanta because it's supposed to be free yeah. of human beings and planes. And uh, and they uh, they put him on that. And then it won an Emmy for sound design. And he got on, he got one of the Emmys and he was forced to return it. And then they fired him. Oh. And it's like real, real bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> it's too bad. But uh, yeah, I wish he directed Nick. more because yeah, this is great. I it's think he's great. got like what two or three directing credits. This yeah, is like he, the only notable really one. He's he's mostly an editor and a uh, and like a sound design yeah. guy. Yeah, he does lots of and lots a cool of, name maker and like guy oh, his real guy with the best fucking name <laughs> I've ever heard. Unless his parents were just total school skippers. That's there's no way his real <laughs> name is Skip, Skip Schoolnick. <laughs> that is like a punk rock name. Yeah. There's no way that's a, a real human's name. This movie's special to me in a way too, because it's probably the first movie I ever bought from Strange Maine. When Aww. I first when I first moved to Portland. And I'd never heard of it before. So I'd never seen this in the rental stores growing up or anything. And Yeah, this is this is all new to me. And so moved to Portland, found that movie for uh Three bucks, I think. Yeah, <laughs> which nice. Is nuts. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Uh, probably one of the first movies I watched in my first Portland apartment. Aw. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought this movie was Phantom of the Mall when you were telling me about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I've totally seen this movie. I've seen it a million times. I love this movie. This is not Phantom of the Mall. Nope, I was totally we, confused. We will be doing that next week. Yeah, we totally should, because yep. that movie fucking rules. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was really happy that I got to see this thing. It's it's a wonderfully low budget movie. This is like a this is a pocket budget. This is a little fun sized budget movie. Yes. Awesome. I do like uh it's 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 a very by the numbers slasher, but it's Ooh. it's got some unique a couple of unique things peppered in, especially yeah. involving the killer. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of cool interesting stuff. I mean, a lot of it doesn't really really fly today, but I mean, it's a product of its time. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies. I mean, it's obviously obviously it's uh it's uh it's gay stuff is not uh, not exactly I don't even think it's done it's harshly at all though. I don't I mean, feel like it's like a dated thing like I mean his his like uh whatever his fucking bondage outfit was a little over the top. There were a few there were a few moves. He's that a were, freak. He was also a freak. <laughs> That's true. He can just be a freak, yeah. free of its own, you know, in and its a own. A freak way. can be gay in their own way. Exactly. So true. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was interesting, and also, uh, I mean, not to skip ahead, but I, I also did kind of want Fred to be the hero in this. Super spoilers from here on yeah, out. Yeah, I will say though. Why are you listening to this if you haven't watched <laughs> yeah. it though yet? Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I am surprised though because I, I guess as I was watching this, like literally my notes, the first like, the first time he shows up, I go, yeah. 
if this guy is the killer, this movie is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we've and seen movies, and we've all seen movies like that where they're just like, oh, really? You're just, you're just telling us this now? Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> just straight up. They're like, hey, we, uh, uh, you know that uh, that guy with the uh, the, the criminal col- record, uh, the two headed Colbert tattoos on the crim record. <laughs> the I'm letting him stay in my furniture yeah. store <laughs> in the basement. Uh, he and, needed somewhere to house his knife collection. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, he's harmless. He's harmless, guys. Come I on. Even bought, I even bought him a walk. <laughs> yeah, an evil walk. An evil. If the uh, if now the soundtrack, yeah. Oh, fucking! I'm sure. I'm sure. Band is all over that. He's like, wow, evil walk. Wait a minute. <laughs> Shit. What about evil walk versus evil bomb? No, oh, it's gonna be great. It's like you get stoned and then you make munchies on the haunted walk. <laughs> It's a, that's a thousand dollar idea. Hey, Rich, can you whip me up some music? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've disowned you many years ago. Uh, anyway. Sick of bong walk. <laughs> Sick Gingerbread of, yeah. ass movie. Yeah, I don't think he scores his movies anymore. Uh, anyway, on to hide and go. Go shriek. Shriek. Okay, so we start this thing out and we kind of, we, we pan over a really like gross looks like a really trashed out apartment and you just see somebody in a mirror. I, at first glance, I thought he was like a Johnny rotten type punk rock stereotype and he's kind of combing his hair uh, and then shaving with an electric razor and, and then putting lipstick and a top puts, hat on. Yeah. Then he puts on blush, mascara, lipstick and a, and a top hat. This whole hmm. opening scene, I've got a theory on it, but at the same time I, w- I question its purpose. I was all. I was very confused by this opening. Yeah, I didn't quite get what this was going for. I think when it does wrap up in the end, I've got a loose theory, but it could be completely wrong. Okay, but we'll get back to it. But yeah, so this opening scene has this guy, guy getting all dolled up, puts on a nice suit, and then goes trolling for a prostitute. Yes, picks one, has some really crummy looking back alley sex, kills her, and start the movie and that's it and it ostensibly i mean other than the fact that the guy is probably the killer from the rest of it you don't know what the fuck he's doing with this hooker yeah it doesn't have any real bearing on the plot but um he does he stabs her with a switchblade and then we just cut to these two ridiculous bros working out (laughs) and beefcakes man they're beefcakes and one of them has the face of a 10 year old yeah so I again I watched this movie one time so I'm having a hard time remembering who's who. Okay. Those th- two Those two don't have a 10-year-old face. You're talking to the dude in the yellow shirt that hangs out with dinosaur earring girl? I don't know. When I saw them working out, I was like, "Wow, you look very young." Okay. But then there is the dinosaur earring girl kid. Yeah. So that's not him. No. So it's another person no. with a 10-year-old's face. Yes. Okay. Um, Everybody has 10-year-old faces. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> uh and then then we cut to two girls uh pulling up somewhere in a VW Cabriolet talking about how to lie to their parents. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're all going to party in the furniture store. Yeah, they're it's doing... It's going to be the adventure of a lifetime. <laughs> as they say. Yeah, they're doing the old, uh, oh, you just tell them that you're staying at my place. Yep. I'll tell them that I'm staying at your place. And then, you know, hope that nobody calls anybody. Yep. And... Uh, Done yeah. that before. Yep. <laughs> so... <laughs> So uh, on the in the interior of this house, uh, a girl has just finished her shower. That would be Bonnie. Bonnie, yes. Um, and Played she, by the lovely Bunky Jones. Bunky Jones, 
she explains that she's going to college and she's going to get married to her boyfriend and they're going to have a great they life. They just graduated high school. Listen, you're just like that other girl who's going to go. She's going to work at a coffee shop. And make the world's best cup of coffee. <laughs> I hate that line when she says that. There's something about it that irks me. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but she's just like, she's like, you're getting married. She's like, yeah. And, and it's like, but, but Bonnie just says she's getting married. That doesn't mean she's going to be successful. No. She's like, I'm going to get married. Meanwhile, you're just going to be the waitress at she some does, coffee shop. She does say she's also going to college. And then, then the other girl calls her and she's like, yeah, where, where the elite go to do blah, blah, blah. She has some sort of line about that. Oh, okay. And so there's that. So it's more about the college thing. Mm-hmm. But clearly, it was, it was really weirdly aggressive for what was going on. It was like they seemed more like they hated each other than than anything else it was not really a like a friendly like it's not the kind of thing that you like joke around with your friends with yeah. you're gonna have the worst life ever and you're gonna yeah. die in a trailer park <laughs> thanks best friend yeah what are you gonna be doing i'm gonna be married obviously <laughs> i'm gonna be married so i'm practically <laughs> I'm pretty, the queen of fucking england set for life <laughs> yep just ask my wife uh <laughs> so uh yes the uh the two vw girls come in and and we find out that it's going to be a sex party we find out that this party at the furniture store is just an excuse for this girl to lose her virginity and for the rest of them to have sex the virgin is hilarious (laughs) she is especially what happens after she says later in the movie i want my first time to be special (laughs) Yeah, that was a that was a switch on a dime. Yeah, that was uh, that was impressive. If that really was her first time, and that was how she went about it, that was the world's first virgin professional stripper. Yeah, one hundred and twenty thousand percent. That was exactly what happened there. I will say that I fucking loved her like uh, pink and yellow dinosaur oh, shrinky dink earrings. Yeah, whoo! Oh, that was so, a different girl. So good. Yeah. Oh, that was the other girl. Yeah. Oh, those were so good. Oh, yeah. That's the that's the. That's the one the, that's that's a that's a couple that look like out of place. Like they were preteens. They look like freshmen, and everybody yeah. else looks like seniors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're they're I'll agree. Their clothing choices don't help either. Being all the <laughs> fucking love his penguin lust T-shirt. Yes. The, uh, the the old yeah the old Bloom County, Bloom County. penguin lust. Ah, oh, so good. So good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then we get this this weird scene where someone who looks like a child you're like oh hey look at this 10 year old he's coming to pick up this wall street executive (laughs) from some sort of stereotypical hallmark movie where he's going to learn like the fucking secret of christmas or something (laughs) and uh and then stocks and barns aren't everything (laughs) sometimes getting married is the important thing (laughs) that's what i've learned from hallmark um so our bros from the from the opening start talking nonsense about business that like I don't even understand what the hell that conversation was. It's because they're talking about the son inheriting the furniture store. Because he's saying, like, make me the general manager of your store. Oh, because okay. Because you're going to be taking over the furniture business. How is that what that that's was about? That's what that's about. Okay. I was not following that at all. It's not important at no, all. No, that's fair. <laughs> um, yep. So He's not going to live long enough to inherit the store. So true. And, uh, and one, of them, one of the bros is on a skateboard. Which is important because that is also our dolly for the yes. film, <laughs> which I thought was I really funny <laughs> that they're like, 
They're, you know, they're using everything they have. It they're, works. It's just like aliens when they use the steady cam as the gun. It's like instead, <laughs> in this case, they use the skateboard. Um, anyway, they so got we, their money's worth of that skateboard. They really did. <laughs> Dolly prop. I was the kid trying. Can't skateboard, obviously. I was trying my damnedest to figure out what that board was. I couldn't. I couldn't peg <laughs> it. Um, our, <laughs> so. Are we ready to embark on the greatest night of our lives, guys? <laughs> adventure of a lifetime. The adventure of a lifetime. So they say, walk this way. And we get this, like, uh, I don't know what you call those musics, I, where they don't have the actual song, but they make something that sounds similar to it. Yeah. And it's this really, like, <clears throat> clunky, uh, casio <laughs> Yeah, it's rough. Uh, that was a rough a- Aerosmith little- walk this way song. That was that was I was embarrassed for all of them for that. <laughs> and they pile into their their Dodge Caravan. Is it is a Dodge is? Caravan. Nice. <laughs> I think my I think one of my friends I'm, in high school had one of those. I've gotten two cars in a row correct. Are you impressed? I am. You should be, uh, because I know Dodge Caravans and Cabriolets, and that's about <laughs> it. Uh, either way, so they stop off at a loading dock, which. We we have to presume is the back of the furniture store. It is the back of the furniture store. And uh and, and he meets Fred. Yes, we meet we're introduced to Fred. I have some questions here. Okay. So he he drops off these boxes and he's like, Hey, just put these outside my dad's office, you know, whatever. I I gotta go. This is by the way, this plan is fucking stupid and terrible. What is the boxes? That's the booze. Is that the booze? Yeah, it's the booze. You're going to put that outside your dad's yeah, office? Yeah, he's out of his mind. That's what I thought. Just assuming that okay. nobody's going to look in those boxes. No. Uh, so, yeah. They... Hey, Dad, this is my shit. Don't look in it. <laughs> okay, son. He, he could be one of those kids. <laughs> or maybe the dad doesn't care. Or... Also possible. Uh, either way, they The whole have... plan to get into the store doesn't no, make sense. No, no, and they don't, they don't tackle no. it either. They just kind of like... They set it up. But then they don't show you how it happens, and then they're just all there. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> but also, when he gives the boxes to Fred, the, the, yeah. the Cobra Snake, yeah. our red herring bad guy, yes. does he not know he's living there? Because I if they're going to sneak into the furniture store, and he's living there... I don't think he does. How would he not? I mean, uh, if you're going to let if you're gonna let a convicted felon sleep in the basement of your business... You, you would think that would come up at fucking dinner at yeah. some point. You would think that would be a, like something like your someone family would trying to talk you out of it. Right. Like your entire <laughs> family going, hey, maybe OK, I a- guess I'll bring him here to put him in the spare room. This is a terrible <laughs> idea. Uh, oh, my God. Just like the idea, no matter what, it's like, oh, you know, he's just going to be, you know, drinking and having a hot plate in the. <laughs> Are you are you in some financial troubles and you're hoping that he's gonna set this place on fire? Ah, uh, yes. Oh, okay. All right, I got it. Nobody likes shopping in my freaky mannequin furniture store. Yeah, that place is nuts. They have two goddamn many mannequins. The owner is a freak. That is too many mannequins for a furniture store. Literally like a hundred and fifty mannequins. They do address they do address it in the movie. He, he does, does, he does yeah. say, like, what's up with the mannequins? And he's like, my father says it look, makes it look more lived in. More lived in. Yeah, if you, you lived in a house with 150 fucking people <laughs> around all the time. It's, it looks like a house that's lived in by a psycho who has a bunch of mannequins. <laughs> <clears throat> cool. So, yeah. I, again, another line that just... Uh, another line in my notes that says, is this kid supposed to be 12? Yeah. Uh, okay, so store's closing in a few minutes. 
the fine furniture store. <clears throat> it has a huge workshop. Like, I don't understand. Do they make stuff there? No. They can't. So what is that back area? Is that just their loading bay? Loading. Furniture is big. That whole thing looked like it was some sort of workshop, but okay. I think it's just a big holding. I mean, when you get a delivery of, say, 20 couches. That's true. It's going to take up a lot of space. Luckily, they didn't have any lights, so we didn't have to see that they didn't have 20 couches. That is my big complaint with this movie. It's so dark. That was one of the things that he says in the interview on uh-huh. the on the DVD. Is yep. He was like, I remember we didn't have any lights. <laughs> I was like, I remember that too I from watching that. your movie. Yeah. You definitely did not have any lights. You had some red ones at the end. And uh, that part cheesed me too because eventually they're just like, okay, fuck. You know, I mean, they work it into the plot. Like if we turn the lights on, people are going to see yeah. the windows and they're going to know we're here. So we got to leave the lights off. But then at the end when they're finally just like getting chased by the killer and they're like, Fuck it. Turn on the lights. It's, it's past. We can't. Turn on the lights. They go to turn on the lights and it gets cut. And I'm just like, come on, movie. I finally thought we were going to like get some daylight up in here. Nope. No, 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 no. Uh, so the place locks up with these kids inside and the owner and the manager are having a little, a little tete-a-tete about like he sees Fred, the uh, Fred, the ex-con. And, uh, and he's like, he's like. Man, are you sure you should be hiring this guy? <laughs> He's got like pits under his eyes. He looks like Bud the Chud. Yeah. Like he literally like they they blacked out his eyes basically. Like he just looks he looks monstrous as opposed to like criminal. He looks like a Fun legitimate fact, like monster. He's also the coroner in Nightmare on Elm Street and the paramedic in Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I found that out last time I was watching Nightmare 4, and I was just like, who the fuck is this ambulance oh, guy? Nice. Like, it's ringing like mad bells, but I That's couldn't awesome. think of it. Yeah. I mean, I like him in this. He's obviously not a great actor, but he's a good physical presence, and he's fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, like, got, he's got the uh, the aura to him. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's good. <laughs> I mean, he's good at looking fake spooky, where you're like, oh, he's menacing, but you know he's not the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he served time for armed robbery. <laughs> He's got those fucking creepy bags under his eyes. And giant, giant two-headed snake tattoo running all the way up his arm. And down his leg. Is that, I don't think that's his leg. I think that's Zach's leg. The other guy, spoiler alert. Really? Yeah, because why the fuck would he be walking around barefoot in the store? Like, Oh, n- Wait. No, he stole the shoot. Wait, oh shit! I don't know. Oh god damn it! I think it. I they don't have know. matching prison tats, like oh, hand okay, and maybe. feet. Maybe that's it. And then they click their hands and feet together, and they go, <laughs> and that's their secret handshake. <laughs> they have like Wonder Twin powers that yes. activate when they touch. Uh, yeah, okay. And their powers are convincing people to let them live in basements of furniture. Stores. That is a that is a fucking amazing power Beats because this is nuts. He's just like. <laughs> You know, I think you might be a little too soft letting this ex-con live in your basement and run a hot plate. (laughs) And it's like, yes, you are insane. Uh, And okay. Imagine if he didn't know about the hot plate and that was like the breaking point. I didn't know you were going to be cooking down. Get out. I mean, there's (laughs) number one, there's no ventilation. Number two, it's like the biggest fire hazard in the world. Like couches catch fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like an entire just (laughs) kindling factory. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. So we also learn at the same time that the windows are unbreakable. They drop that in a in a big. Oh, did they? I yeah, missed that part. Yeah, because he's that like part bothers me. Well, the the whole the whole thing was him going. Um, he was like, 
Oh, you know, ever since we've ever since nobody's we let the, the crazy ex con live in the basement, nobody's tried to li- to break in. Yeah. He's like, "Well, you replaced the windows with unbreakable whatever." Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, that part bugged me so much <laughs> near the end. I was like, "No way, that window's not. No way, that window's not making a sound outside." Ever since you did that, because they're constantly. I mean, to be fair, they are in a garbage neighborhood very clearly, and you know. There's sometimes they sometimes there's a newsstand right there. Sometimes there isn't. Yeah, it's really that. weird. <laughs> like <laughs> they've got this phantom newsstand that just sometimes pops in, mm-hmm. sometimes disappears. When it's convenient for the news guy to see them, he sees them. When it's not, he is not there at all. Mm. Uh, so, so <laughs> our evil, our evil, horrible prison man, Fred, goes to the refrigerator. He grabs a handful of scallions, walks to the basement, <laughs> and he's making stir-fry in an electric wok. <laughs> he adds oil and meat, uh, and he's got wine. Yep, so uh, so that's why we know that he's evil. <laughs> so that's, that's our whole scene there. Yes. <laughs> We're a radio drama now. Yeah, now it's a radio drama. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. So we've gotten to the point where everything's locked down. We know this guy's in the basement, but he can't hear them, I guess. I guess. <laughs> it's gotta be quiet as fuck. There. Yeah. And there's He's, a giant open elevator shaft. He is There's no way their sound's not carrying because they cackle up a storm. To very loud, like what he was watching on TV, he had up really loud. I think maybe that was part of the there's no way they wouldn't hear some of that. Oh, probably. that's true. They would hear him, certainly. I just feel like that elevator shaft would just make sound travel throughout that whole building super you easy. You would think so. You would think I so. I do think so. <laughs> so John and Bonnie have gone missing right off the bat. Hurrah! They jump out and scare everybody. Oh, my God. Oh, it was <laughs> There's so ins- too much of that. There's so much <laughs> of that. Wait. I think we talked about that last time, or it was another one where it's just like, remember all the times you like totally scared your friends? No, nobody does oh, that. I mean, in this situation, I can see you doing it a couple times because it is really like you're surrounded by mannequins everywhere. Can you see yourself playing a long ass game of no. hide and seek instead of just having <laughs> sex with your girl? No. <laughs> no. It's so weird. This game of hide and seek, like their it's whole like re- purpose. They regressed the 10 year olds. Their whole purpose was to go there to have sex. Yeah. And they're doing this game of hide and seek that's doing nothing but putting off their having sex. But they're also having sex in the middle of the game, too. And it just keeps just getting like, well, interrupted. Maybe they'll find us. Yeah. It's like, I want my first time to be special. Like getting busted by playing yeah. hide and seek while having sex for the first time. Yeah, that's, it's a very special way to do it. <laughs> um, so, so Fred's downstairs having his charming evil dinner and the partiers unpack the beer. Woo, it's time for the party at the furniture store. We're all going to get drunk. Uh, and so John, being the son of the owner of the building... <laughs> Warns them not to mess anything up. This is another thing. That and I, he just doesn't stop doing this. No. And this is another thing that I love, too. Like, if you're going there to have sex on the beds that you're not supposed to mess up, it, you're going to leave some shit behind. <laughs> this is problematic. <laughs> is dad yep. just going to overlook all the sex stains the yes. next day? Like, <laughs> they are in. Yeah, they're just going to make the beds again and then go on with their lives. Okay. Yeah. Even the first time, girl? Yep, all of them. They're just, oh, okay. They do not care. They do not care <laughs> at dokes. all. So I don't have to work there. Yeah. 
exactly. Uh, so uh, there's some shtick with mannequins that's gonna keep coming back. That, oh, it will. Yeah, he does. He does a little funny bit with a mannequin. What's his nuts? Buzzcut loves a mannequin. He does. Uh, and they go and they do some elevator dancing right here. They're on the crazy freight <laughs> elevator dancing, uh, and then they decide to go play hide and seek. Yeah. Hence the name of the movie. Hide and go shriek. Okay, here's the first of many problems with this movie that I have. Wouldn't this be impossible? Wouldn't this be literally impossible? The the tour that he gives when he's like, look around this place. They're like, it's a city block of furniture store. Oh, yeah. This thing is enormous. It's like three football fields stacked on top of each other with just shit and mannequins everywhere. Mm-hmm. Hide and seek seems like it would take weeks like, you could hide forever. Yeah. And they seem to find them very easily. Very easy. I guess it's because they always wind up in bed having sex. <laughs> Just check the beds. It's the only <laughs> thing this furniture store sells. Good point. Because this was shot in an empty warehouse, and they had to create all of this stuff to make it look like they had furniture there. So. They did good. They did great. Because I didn't notice that. No, it's it, it looks really good. It was good. convincing enough of a furniture store for me. I mean, yeah, absolutely. They had a really they had a really nice... I've like, been into one furniture store before, so I know what they look like. And that was the other thing. I mean, I understand, considering later when you find out that this weirdo has hundreds of mannequins, you're like, okay, I, I get why you need to address the mannequin thing. Mm-hmm. But when they first do it, he's like, I mean... <laughs> It's like, why would you even say that? I've seen mannequins in furniture stores. I mean, I'm not. And also, why would he care about furniture stores? How many teenagers are aware of what's in a furniture store? Did the director that you watched address the mannequins at all? No. Did he say anything? Like, no, nothing. Because you were saying like they got no monies and they're, it's micro budget, but they some where the hell did they find like a hundred mannequins? They it, had a ton. It must have been that they were just dumped. Kicking around They in must there. have been in there and they mm. just were like, ooh. Yeah, it's bonus fucking free real Medicans estate. Are creepy. Yeah, we got free creeps. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I I feel like that has to be it because yeah. again, th- like the budget on this thing is microscopic. Um, so John and Bonnie getting it on. Bonnie, uh, Bunky Jones. Yes, friend of ours from our previous episode. She yeah. was one of the punkers in uh, Grotesque. Grotesque, and also in uh, Frankenstein General Hospital, which is great. <laughs> which is the follow up to this movie. The this was the movie that they made right after this. It was uh, the same the same company that got funding to make this. They had gotten funding. Oh, to make, that is a new star release. They'd made they'd gotten funding for five horror movies. Okay, and they made this movie, which did poorly. Then they did Frankenstein General Hospital, which did really poorly. Which and is a they shame because it's did hilarious. not make anything afterwards oh they got canned. that was pretty much it i don't think they made i they, think they took the funding and went in a different direction but they didn't like make the any unemployment more employment line yeah they didn't make <laughs> any more horror movies after this Bummer. so yeah i yeah i have not seen frankenstein general hospital i would like to it sounds ridiculous it is um so so while john and bonnie are getting it on there's a mannequin in the corner they throw something over to the corner, and then the mannequin moves. It's the wine cork. Right, the wine cork bounces off something. and so They're having soon-to-be-married, graduated high school, <laughs> celebratory champagne. Yes, they are. Yep. And uh, so, the I don't know a lot of these names. I'm going to get a lot Who of this cares? wrong. So, uh, John and Bonnie are found, I guess, because this is still hide-and-seek. Yeah. Found by the blonde boob lady. Don't know what her name is. 
uh, and the two that look like preteens decide that they're just going to be friends. But then start making. Then it. they start making out. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't last. Long. Yes. Uh, and uh, I love her earrings. <laughs> I, wow, <laughs> She's so. got these like they look like um, those rubber them. erasers. They're like the old school erasers. They're definitely shrinky dinks. They're yeah. 100% shrinky dinks. Okay. Like she had to have made those herself <laughs> or somebody on set made them for her. But uh, yeah, there's a scene where Jack eats food and it is important for some reason. Maybe he eats before midnight and becomes a gremlin, whatever. Oh my God. They keep, uh, Bonnie keeps talking about dinner later on too. Like she's so dead set on all of them eating at the same time. It's so bizarre. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she definitely has a fixation. Yeah. But I think uh, so. So this movie right now for the next 10 minutes or so is just bed hopping. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Guys are in this room. They's, they's having sex. Guys yep. in this room. They's having sex. Yeah. Uh, and if TNA is your thing, this movie definitely delivers. Yeah. Um, Randy does a Randy keeps like devolving into Stephen Jeffries. He's got a real like Stephen Jeffries yell and gets all creepy <laughs> and acts weird. Uh, he keeps scaring people, and there's all sorts of these little, little and we see his butt, little bad jump scares. Somebody calls Randy a squid, which I liked, which yeah. is a nice throwback to Trancers, I think. <laughs> uh, someone starts chaining all the doors shut, and we're like, "Oh no!" And if you watch this a second time, it kind of gives it. You're, you're like we talked about the red herring, Fred. You yeah. kind of believe that this guy living in the basement's the killer, but. We see his hands plenty of time, and there is no snake tattoo. Yeah. So they kind of give away, like... They do. It's, I mean, It's one least, of those things where I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit that I didn't notice it the first time through. Right, exactly. But now that I do, it's kind of like it bugs me a little bit. Like I, they couldn't, I, like, put gloves on this guy, like some Argento gloves, <clears throat> so, to make it vague, or... Yeah, they had so... They were so behind schedule all the time. Oh, like, yeah. They kept... He, he, he was mentioning that he basically, like... He wanted to stay on time so much that he basically told the director of photography who was like trying to get stuff done. Uh, he was like, no, stop. You're done. But he overrode him and the guy was like, I'm quitting. Fuck you. And he basically had to talk him back into staying mm. on the picture because he's like, they just didn't have time for any of it. They were like, you know, if we miss it, we miss it entirely because mm -hmm. we're never going to go back for a reshoot. So just get something. For all of these scenes. So I, I think a lot of this stuff was just get it done now. Wow. And so like things like shit, we should have put gloves on him. Probably if they had, yeah. had two seconds to think about it, they probably would have put gloves on him. Gotcha. But again, it's so dark. And on the VHS, I would imagine it's even more blurry. Than, oh, yeah. Like I had a really nice restored from the original 35 millimeter and it was still I too had, dark to see what was going on. Really? I actually watched this <clears throat> in preparation for this on YouTube. Instead of my tape. Yeah. And the half decent rip on YouTube looked like a fucking Blu-ray compared to my tape copy. <laughs> yeah. So so that helps. That helps smooth over some stuff. Um so Melissa, the 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 young girl who is not the virgin. No. She's not the virginal girl, but she's You would think she is. You would think she is because she looks like she's Melissa's about 14, got the dino earrings, right? But yeah. she is totally not. No. Um, she's gone all the way before. Totally. Uh, and there's this this kid who I think is probably also he's also a virgin as well. This the kid that she's with. They never mention they it. They never but he's, say that. But he's very like he had a girlfriend in Canada. <laughs> is that is that canon? 
<laughs> I like to make up my own is, backstory. Is that head canon for this? <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, and so she she's pretty much she's decided that there's no way that being a super attractive girl is enough to get the attention of this this young man. And so she has to put on some sort of super sexy outfit. She got hooked up with a negligee from yep. the blonde girl. Yep. I wish I could remember her name. I feel so <laughs> tacky calling yeah, her. Yeah, I know, but uh, she was not really called out that many times, and I kept, I kept going back for it, but I couldn't find it. The elevator girl. Yeah, elevator girl. The one who dated Bob Seger. She was dating Bob Seger for this whole thing. Really? <laughs> through this whole movie. Yeah, apparently somebody I'm got... Surprised hit. Seeger didn't have a cameo. Usually, usually rock stars do in You'd think kind of situations. So. Actually, he was mad. Because uh, somebody got handsy with her. One of the actors did something inappropriate. And literally, the uh, Skip Skolnick was like, yeah, I got this phone call one morning. And the guy was like, hey, this is Bob Seger. And he's like, hi, this is Skip Skolnick. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, uh, somebody's like being a dick. And uh, stop it. <laughs> and the director was like, man, it's not that kind of a movie. He comes off as kind of a dick. Uh, Who, Seger <laughs> Skolnick, or Skolnick? Skolnick. He was like... Of course someone's going to inappropriately touch somebody. It's a sex movie, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, mm, mm. that doesn't actually. I wonder if it's when Randy grabbed her butt in the very beginning. I think what if might, that was like improv? I, I believe it was. I think that is literally it. So I couldn't be improv. They had a big close-up of it. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe she didn't know. <laughs> that's she, true. She was turned and maybe they just dropped it Get on the her. camera close up on her butt that we're, we're not going to do surprisingly something grab her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're about to be awful. Hold on, everybody, stand still. Uh, okay, so um, this is one. This is another thing I have. It's not a. It's not like a problem, but it's also. I don't know. I don't like the fact that everybody's likable in this movie. It kind of bums me out. It's kind of a bummer slasher because I don't feel like I hate anybody. No, you don't. Everybody's There's, cool. Everybody's cool, and some of and, them and are it, so like. The he, fact that they killed that like that twelve-year-old couple first was a super bummer. Yeah, because they were just like really nice. They were and, good kids. Yeah, they were like really <laughs> nice, good people, and it was like, oh, couldn't we have had a couple of like real scumbags, and you could have killed them off? Uh, also, in the pantheon of slasher movies, here it's it's kind of odd that there isn't a uh, single person. Usually in these movies, you got like yeah. two or three couples, and there's like one dude along for the ride. Yep. Like, Everybody's got a couple, and even the, when you think this couple's not going to make it, right? They totally patch it up. So it's just like everybody's got a mate. Yeah, there isn't, the, that, I mean, there, wasn't there isn't that fifth wheel oddball character. Well, at that's all. that's usually the trope, isn't or, it? Or, that, like, or the oddball character is like the dick. You know what I mean? Right. That's the one that's doing like. But no, everybody's cool. There's that, and then there's the one where it's like the nerd comes along, and then the jock gets killed, and so now he's hooking up with the hot girl at the end, mm -hmm. so he's survived, and now they're the only two left, <laughs> or whatever, or he sacrifices himself, and he gets one last kiss or something. That shtick. Um, yeah, that's weird, but still, still fun. Uh, so Randy and the girl get interrupted by the elevator. They hear, they hear the elevator coming, so they're like, ah, oh, somebody's coming to get us. Let's go hide. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop having sex and go hide. The this hide and this hide and seek <laughs> thing is much more important than teenage sex. Yes. Everybody knows that. Uh, so I just imagine these dudes with boners like trying to hide. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's literally all this movie is. is like and their boners with, gives them away, <laughs> sticking out from behind a mannequin. <laughs> that is that is this whole movie. Uh, yeah. So it's John and Bonnie. 
Uh, that scene doesn't happen. I, I wish it did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, did we, uh, we skipped over where she actually dies. Oh yeah. They did so, kill the yeah. nice kids. So they killed her. They drown her in a sink. Mm-hmm. Right. Like right off. And, uh, and then Sean, the, the kid whose girlfriend dies, uh, he, he goes to find her and he sees somebody sexy. Well, it's, it's, yeah, the dude wearing right. the black negligee. And so I love he, how he pans up the negligee and then sees all the chest hair. And he's <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. I think I've just learned something about myself. Yeah. But then the dude grabs him by the neck and the balls and lifts him up in the air and drops him on these. I don't know what it is like a fireplace spike decoration. Either way, it's was. three spikes and they go right through. Yep. He dead. And, uh, and you yep. do feel bad because he's a nice guy. It yeah, sucks. you feel I, I felt much worse for the girl where that was just like that was so brutal out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That was like, yeah, that was kind of a bummer. Um, and so John and Bonnie are in bed talking about how John sucks at sex. <laughs> <laughs> just that was uh, also unnecessarily cruel. So she's just like, what was that? Ten seconds. Ugh, yep. Hate you. And and everybody is watching them. I love Bunky Jones in this movie so much because she is terrible. But she's that. She is terrible in this movie. But she gives it her all. Yeah. It's that special kind of like. It is. You can tell that she like she is feeling it. She 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 is genuine in what she's delivering, even though it comes out awful. And as. She goes into panic mode in the movie. It just gets worse and worse. But it's so endearing because she is just giving it all. And sometimes she's good. Sometimes she is really good, actually. Mm-hmm. There, there are moments that I enjoyed. Um, honestly, when she goes catatonic, like after they first, when she first finds the like her first dead person, mm-hmm. she just like, her eyes just glaze over and just kind of looks at the floor. Yeah. And from then on, pretty much everyone's just dragging her everywhere she goes. Yeah. She doesn't care if she lives or dies. She's just like blanked yep. out entirely uh, until they find a bed and she just goes fetal position. And it's <laughs> pretty much over for I her. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, that was a good line. <laughs> but who else is going to read the lines like yeah. that? And that's, I don't know. Good acting would never have sold it as much for me it mm. wouldn't make me enjoy this yep. movie as much um so but i really i relate it kind of just like to like wild man fisher like that outsider music where yeah. it's like it's shitty absolutely but you can't fake it like right. it, it's genuine crap that was delivered with the yep. pretense of you know you you the person delivering it thinks it's gold right exactly we're talking about like the uh the drummer for the velvet underground the other day where it's like oh she's not great mm-hmm. she's not a good drummer but that's why they sound like they do. And it's awesome. You know, like they sound awesome because of that. When they had a real drummer, it was like, oh, this is fucking boring. I don't care about this. <laughs> I like this person who was like doing weird things because they didn't know how to do it. Gotcha. And like she's doing she's acting weirdly, which is compelling mm-hmm. because you don't see it. You see a bunch of great actors out there in the world acting. Yeah. But you don't see weirdos being weird on screen <laughs> as much. And that's way more fun. Um, so. After after the conversation about uh, how much John sucks at fucking, um, <laughs> Randy Poor surprises John. them one more time, booga, booga, booga. and then they go eat dinner. Yeah. <laughs> it's another, like, everything has a little... Except little... Sean and Melissa, because they did. Oh, yes, they are not going to... 
and they're missing and everybody talks about why they're not there. They're like, oh, they're they, probably still having sex. And John's like, still having sex? It's been like 10 minutes. There's no way that's possible. Wait, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 10 seconds, John. So uh, they they go looking for the missing kids and they do a bunch of fucking mannequin MacGuffins where you've got like mannequin in bed. Ha ha. Oh, not uh, you. It's not, not you. It's a mannequin. Oh, at least they're not tripping over them yet because that bothers me so much near the end. It's like, you fuckers, stop tripping on mannequins. Stop <laughs> tripping on <laughs> My favorite part is that they're like, all right, everybody sneak. And then they all run blindly through the mannequins. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> uh, okay, so everybody sees the killer and they assume it's Sean fucking with them. They see, they see an occupied bed. They do another mannequin scare. This is like the third one in a row. Because our killer is... Propping mannequins left and right yes, everywhere. Yes, he is also doing weird stuff. With me. I love the shtick with the killer in this, too. Yeah. With the whole, after he kills somebody, he puts on that yes. person's clothes to taunt or gloat or lead on people. So it's kind of like this chameleon killer where he keeps... Yeah. And they keep getting fooled. And especially, here is a, here's where the lights work. Yes. Because they're so dark that you're constantly confused. Like, oh, wait, that's they can't see clearly. <laughs> Yeah, this, they eventually start picking up on it. Yeah, they eventually realize that uh, this like burly 185-pound guy <laughs> isn't Bunky Jones, who might be 65 pounds if she had like <laughs> a lead jacket on. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they, they do somehow figure that out. So um, uh, uh, Red Shirt and Benetton Shirt go off and have sex. I don't know who they are. Yeah. Um, someone dressed like Sean flips off John and Bonnie. I like that scene. It's good. He shows up. He's got the he's got the floral shirt, the weird owl yep. shirt on. He flips him off and he wiggles his little <laughs> middle finger, and they're just like, "Fuck off, Sean! We're not trying to have sex." Then he moons him and shakes his butt. John's like, "Well, that's the fucking that's last. it. I'm that's gonna it. kick your ass." And he hops up and chases him with his boner. Yeah. That scene also didn't happen. It should have. Yeah. So so John <laughs> does actually go to kick his ass. Yeah. And. Uh, he finds the killer eventually, and it was like, "Oh, who the hell are you?" And then nearly gets the better of him. Yep. Um, until the the killer does the first of three cool charges. <laughs> he violates every law of physics with this one. He manages to get a mannequin arm through John's torso. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. Here's another problem with this movie: is we don't see the gore. We see mm-hmm. like. It's almost. It almost feels like you're watching a cropped, censored version yeah. of it. So he cha- he speeds at him with a mannequin arm, and then you see it from you see John's yeah. chest from like above the wound as he go and has some blood dripping out. Later on, when you see John on the ground, he just has like a. Uh, it looks like a pipe went through him. It yeah. doesn't look like a mannequin arm. So I'm wondering if he actually stabbed him with like the connector rod for like a mannequin leg that goes into the torso, something like that, oh. instead of like jamming the hole. That's true Arm because through. you do not see you do not see it go through. It's a very so small wound when you see him later on. So I think that's what happened. Yeah, it would take like I don't know fifty thousand newtons of force <laughs> to get that thing through his that's chest. That's a lot of fig newtons. It's a fucking fuck ton of fig that's newtons. A lot of cookies. <laughs> fig newtons, not a cookie. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's fruit and cake. You son of a cake, bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh fuck, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, the charge move. The killer has this rad-ass charge move in this movie. Where yes. He, where they do it in several scenes. He's he rock just, steady from the video game. Yeah, he just screams and <laughs> runs and you always see him coming towards the camera running in this charge. And this is the first one of those, I believe. Yep. 
Uh, and so uh, Bunky's hiding under the bed now. She she pretty much she knows what happened, right? I mean, I think she doesn't know what happens, but she's got a general clue that something something not right. terrible, ba- terribly bad just happened. She's like, so I'm going to hide just in case. Just in case. Okay, so she now this scene makes it the cover of the movie. Um, the cover of the tape. Oh yeah. I don't know if it's the same with the DVD. Is she hiding and yeah. someone's going shriek? <laughs> she's hiding under the bed, and you see the foot with yes. the snake tattoo on. Yeah. Um, on the cover of the box, but it's such a weird picture still frame they use that when I bought the movie, I thought it was a weird grandma underneath the bed, ready to claw out at somebody's foot. That's funny. Like it does not look right. Yeah. And if you look at the box and, and look at what I just said, you'll see it. You'll be like, why does she look like a weird grandma? Under I the didn't bed? know about the. I didn't know about the snake tattoo. I didn't notice it at all. So that oh, really? is him. Okay. So it is him. Okay, that makes sense then. It's him or Zach. I don't know. Oh, that's true, because he could have been also up there. I don't feel like Fred would just be walking barefoot right. around the store. Yeah, there's no reason for that. Okay, so He'd have his badass him. boots on. <laughs> yes. His uh, jail stompers. Yeah, <laughs> so... And here we have the virginal girl doing the professional striptease. Yes. <laughs> she wants her first time to be special, so she... Puts on music, and my God, what a sexy dance. Yep. and uh, <laughs> but with, with the most unsexy clothes you could possibly wear. I definitely dated she, someone who had that shirt, that exact fucking Benetton shirt. The sh- pants she's wearing looks like, um, they look like a pair of dudes khaki shorts, waist 42. Yep. They're just these huge ass baggy tan shorts. And this weird-ass, uh, like, pastel-colored button-up shirt with yep. hideous stripes. Yep. Uh, that's another thing about it this movie. It was very 1988. I th- it was like a Gap or a Benetton shirt that, like, everybody had. Th- the thing had about this movie then. that I do love is that it just oozes the 80s. It's one of those absolute <sighs> so time much. capsule movies. Everybody, yeah. every, All the clothes, all the hairstyles, they're just perfect for the, for the era. And it's so fun to watch. Bunky just Jones so fucking, like, mountain O'Hare. Oh, is, yeah. That is that is supernaturally huge. Yep. That I have no idea how she does that. Uh, that's like Friday the Thirteenth, the series hair. Yeah. So Roby. Oh man, <laughs> that was a great show. <laughs> so good, and just her hair alone. Yeah. Her hair floated that for like the last few seasons. Um, so you would not want to stand behind her at like a concert or <laughs> or sit behind her at a movie. <laughs> Or be in the same room with her in a bathroom while she's doing her hair. It's probably like six cans of Aquanet. Um, oh, Aquanet. So uh, the blonde goes to the bathroom and gets attacked by a guy dressed like Randy. She screams. Everybody comes running for the most part, except for the couple that's on the wrong floor. So um, she's she's screaming. She gets trapped in the, she runs to the elevator. She gets away from him. Here comes a second of the charge. And I love what this scene looks like. So yep. this guy's dressed like Randy. He's screaming again and he runs and he jumps onto the elevator. The elevator in this movie, too, For if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you wouldn't see it because it's awesome. So but there, there's, dangerous. there's no uh, doors. It's just a big, wide-open freight elevator. So you can jump onto it while it's still moving. There is zero gate, zero door whatsoever. And that plays a big part in this movie. The fact that you... It's... It's insane that this is a. It probably exists. I mean, the '80s was a lawless time, but yeah. the idea that you would have a freight elevator that you don't have to hold your finger on the button, like that it could just go automatically yeah. up, is insanity. <laughs> insanity. But uh, you know what? I wouldn't be shocked to find out that that was a thing in the '80s. Um, 
I even rode in the back of pickup trucks back then. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So everybody meets up by the elevator on the second floor. And it turns out that the that our killer has tied up the the blonde boobs lady. I'm not a fan of this this whole motif. I don't get it. This seems too mean. This, it's it's uh, very mean spirited. Number one, it's mean spirited. Number two, it's like a MacGuffin of something that would be kind of interesting, but also like really really mean spirited. Where it's the idea. The whole time, what the Damocles that's hanging over your head is that you assume that he's probably trying to get these kids to kill their friend by, by using the elevator. Yeah. Like that's the assumption. And then it just turns out that he's tied her up there naked to beat the crap out of her. And and another thing is that why is she naked? She was clothed when she got taken by him. Like he doesn't kidnap anybody else. He just kills him instantly. But this he's one, gay. but this one, he strips her naked and why? ties her to the elevator. Yeah. It's all, it, it's it doesn't make mean. sense. It's too, too mean. Fucking mean. It's the one thing in this movie that takes the vibe from just a fun slasher to a, yep. even though we were remorseful for the cool kids getting, or the nice it's, guys getting killed earlier, yeah. they still weren't tortured. Like this right. is just straight up. Yep. And she's up there for a while. I mean, she's going to spend the rest of the movie tied up naked. They just with keep tape that, over her mouth. I mean, they, you know, they, they got probably 30 seconds of footage and they just keep cutting back to it. No, she was tied up there for four days. <laughs> She's a method actress. It's amazing. They shot for two weeks. She insisted on staying tied up for the full two weeks. Uh, she puts uh, her all into it. That's good. So guess what? More mannequin scares. <laughs> uh, so this is when they're like, okay, we're going to be sneaky. So they send the elevator up. With nobody on it. And then they're like, come on, we'll sneak around on the stairs. Trip over a mannequin, yeah. knock over 16 <laughs> mannequins, fucking fly, scream, they yell at the mannequins, beat one of the mannequins with its own they, arm while screaming yeah, at it. Yeah, and they must trip over like four different mannequins. Like so, it, gets, it, gets, it gets to the point where I wonder if they actually meant to or not. <laughs> or was just like, was this fucking scene, was this warehouse so lousy with mannequins that they were literally accidentally tripping over them? That, and the time constraint was so harsh that it was like, no cutting. I don't care if you trip right. over things. <laughs> that sounds way it's, more likely. Uh, yeah. Don't stop the scene until I say cut. <laughs> we tripped over six mannequins. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We'll keep going. it. Use it. Um, so they they get up there. They sneak up to the floor and they see a blonde dancing, and then runs away. So she's wearing he's wearing the weird. Oh, I guess that's why he stripped her naked so he could play the oh right clothes game. So it oh, does right. actually does. make yeah. sense. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that does make sense. There is at least that. Okay, because he's playing the clothes game. So, oh, you quirky clothes game player, you! Uh, the killer puts on a fedora, says, "Housewife's work, work is, is never done. done. Time to clean up the place." <laughs> and uh, so, the the kids are trying to run away. They find that the doors are chained, and they try to smash the window. They find the windows are magic; they're <laughs> magical aliens' windows. And that they're you can't sound smash. blocking too. Also, if you're outside and somebody's banging a huge table against the window, you don't hear anything. I'm just going to say that, that just be- because it's a direct reference to aliens, I'll let it slide. <laughs> just what's, what's that? The scene where it's like the it's the, the Ripley and Newt in the in the med lab where she's trying to smash the window with the okay. chair and it just bounces off the side and you can't hear anything from inside or just gotcha. That's like a direct like it's practically a shot for shot of that that little interaction. <laughs> so I love that then. 
Um, Boy, aliens sure copied these guys. Yeah, sure did. What a bunch <laughs> of jerks. So uh, we have a we have our moment of social commentary coming up here. An important thing happens. So we see some cops showing up. They're pulling around the corner, and the kids are slamming on the window. Hey, look over here. Look over here. It's something important. Yep. And the cops are like, let's hassle this homeless guy yep. instead. Ah, some real... But then they choose not to hassle him that much because they think he might he, smell bad. He might smell bad. So, but... Uh, and the know. cops don't see the screaming kids because... Because they're trying that to glass, be mean. That glass is three feet thick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meant for an aquarium or something. Yeah. Um, so they decide that they need to find a place to make their final stand. And they're like, well, we're going to have to fight this guy to get out. <laughs> so, uh, this is where they finally decided to turn the lights on too. I finally realized that that would, yeah. And just a as a point. viewer, you think you're finally going to get some fucking light turned on <laughs> right as they're going to hit the light switch. We see bolt cutters slice yep. the electric wire downstairs. Yep. And so the emergency lights so the go movie on. gets even darker. But at least it's red now, so it's dark and red. It looks like a big dark room. It does. They find the two corpses down wherever the hell they are. There must be near Fred's apartment in the basement or something. Who knows? Sure. Um, and so they're like, ah, freaking out. Ah, uh, they find they find John dead, and then Fred comes up from behind them, and he's like, hey, you, hey, kids, you kids, what are you doing in here? And, and this cracks me up too, man. You t- you telling me through all the screams and running and elevator running, like. Fred never heard any of this shit, and this is the first time no. he's getting involved. Like, and and also, or Fred or Fred wouldn't call the police. Be like, who's riding elevators up and down through my shop? Yeah, like, absolutely. That probably would have been, especially if you're on parole or something, where you're like, listen, you'd be something's like, I'm not going fucking on. around. I do not want to go back to jail. Yep, I'm calling the cops instantly. Something is happening, and I am not a part of it. I just want you all to know I'm not a part of it. Yep, everything's cool. Just please do not send me back to jail. Um, yes, I would think that would happen. And also, I would think that when he came up, he would be a little more verbal with his... If he just used, like, two more words. Yeah. If he just had, like... If he said, hey, what the hell's going on up here? Yep. Not, hey, you kids! (laughs) So, just because he was overly aggressive, if he'd said something, if he'd been a little more like, hey, what the fuck's happening here? Yeah. If they would have gone, uh... But somebody's killing people. And he's like, it's not me. I'm not doing anything but then or he gets, whatever. But then we he gets all strangly. I mean, the kids do they kind of They clocked attack. him with a, didn't they? <laughs> no, that was later. They, they they do kind of rush him. But like, That's true. He rushes them and then he starts choking one of them on the ground. And That's knocks, just and instinct. And he choking another person. Like, That's just prison instinct. Somebody comes at mm, you, you gotta choke him. You gotta him. choke him. Sometimes you gotta choke him. <laughs> it was a real, I mean, that was a little... That's a little extreme, I guess. That's kind of a murderer reaction. That's <laughs> not really a. That's not really a control action. That's more. Yeah. I'm going to murder you. Yep. But uh, they do get the mistakes be- were made. Yeah, they get the better of him. They smack him with a mannequin arm and then oh, tie they, him up. They gang beat him with mannequin arms. <laughs> and then they just start <laughs> kicking him while he's on the ground. <laughs> and they go back just just for fun after they tie him up to look at their dead friends, mm-hmm. just to just nostalgically go look at them. And uh, the killer is now on top of the elevator with our with our naked blonde lady, and just slapping her and being a jerk. Yeah, just being a dick. And then eventually, once they get on the elevator, or they're on the elevator, so they hear it. Yep. Then he puts her head between the floors. No, she escapes. She kicks him in the nuts. She That's gets right. her she gets her ties unbound, and then she pops her head down, screaming for help. But in doing so, 
gets her head lopped off in probably the best kill of the movie. Yeah, the, the only bloody kill of the movie. And too. it looks great. It does. It, through just cheap editing effects. Like, yeah. they made it They made it work. Yeah, it worked really well. And I feel bad for her, man. The, like, uh, the director of photography on this was the same guy from Evil Dead 2. Oh, really? Yeah. And that movie's pretty good. And that one's pretty good. <laughs> people seem to like that. Yeah. Um, I've heard a couple people like that movie. <laughs> so I fucking love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, our big hair lady is all catatonic here. And then uh, <laughs> and she's laying on the bed. Bunky, Bunky goes through the rest of the movie just making um, funky sounds. <laughs> really yeah. if you if you watch the movie again and just just focus on her voice alone it's pretty great it's hilarious it's pretty great uh yeah <laughs> yeah the killer now shows up while she's catatonic on the bed and he starts charging at everybody and you can see that he's wearing ridiculous bondage gear mm-hmm. with like he's got the well, that's his own clothes thing. yeah that's he's done wearing those, everybody else those are his street clothes now he yep <laughs> Uh, that's the, <laughs> every time he goes suit. for a yeah. That's a job interview. Job stuff. interview. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he goes for some very specific jobs. So it's good stuff. Sir, uh, this is an accounting firm. Well, there are seventy five hundred studs on this. You're hired. <laughs> uh, so Fred to the rescue here. Fred, yeah, and this is where we learn that Fred is. Yes. If you haven't figured it out yet, like Fred is the good guy. And, yes. And, and stops him in the middle of his third awesome scream charge. <laughs> it's like his special move. Yeah. Zach presses down forward punch and goes. <laughs> yep. So uh, now it turns out uh, we get a little bit of dialogue dropped here during the fight that it turns out that it's that Fred's gay lover, Zach from prison is here and he's trying to kill everybody because he wants their house to be nice so that they can have a life together. But. Fred was only prison gay. Yes. And he's like, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore, mostly because you're a crazy murderer. And uh, and so he's like, "Okay, I don't want to do this, but this guy is totally nutso. So he's not getting the message. And I think this is a very unique um, killer and and explanation. I agree. I haven't seen it before. Never seen it before. Um, It's yeah, it's odd. So we get uh, we get the lights coming back up finally after forever and uh oh no fred's got a giant fucking knife in his throat yeah well they do that thing where they fight and they jump behind a screen and yep. you don't know who's coming out and then it's fred but yeah he's got big time stabby yeah big big stab and then zach pops out with his knife and he's gonna fuck shit up <laughs> and this is the most awesomely anticlimactic yet humorous i thought i thought this was funny i think it's great so right as he's about to attack the people, uh, oh no, what's her nuts? Grabs the blade off the floor, and as she goes she to takes him, a swipe. he takes a step back, but trips over the severed head from the elevator and falls down the elevator shaft. He slips in the blood, trips over the head, and then falls to his death down an <laughs> elevator shaft, or what we assume. He takes a three-story fall that he can walk away from, mm-hmm. as it turns out. Uh, it's a bondage armor. It's true. Gave him plus five against elevators. Um, so 7,500 studs on that thing, that's man. That's true. <laughs> 7,500 so, cushioning studs. Yeah, so after everything's all said and done, cops are there, ambulance is there, and they have decided that Fred's injuries are, eh, you know what, we'll just let him sit on the ground for a while. And not talk. Not rush him off, not give him anything. We'll just let him sit there. 
<laughs> they put a Band-Aid this, over his neck wound this whole scene and was let un- him die. This whole scene was unnecessary. They could have just they, they could have just shown Fred getting put on a stretcher and carried off screen. That would have been plenty. We knew we, we knew, knew what, what happened. we knew what happened. Why did he have to do this? Like, uh, and mean, then the boss of the furniture store shows up, and Fred's all like, oh, "But once we got out of jail, I knew it wouldn't work between us." And shut up! Like, cut yeah. that whole thing out. It I, slows down the end of the movie. It really time. does. And also, another problem I have is how, t- aside from just obviously how terrible the medical stuff is there. Like, that guy was not... He should have been rushed out of there instantly Ooh, and yeah. sent sent to the ER. And instead, they laid him there and didn't even have a medical person on him. He just had a patch on his neck, <laughs> yeah. and they were tending to somebody with a minor wound yeah. over in the corner. This guy stubbed his toe over here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let guy with hunting knife in the throat yeah. just kind of walk it off for a He'll minute. He'll be fine. Yeah. It turns out he was not fine. <laughs> no. Uh, so he he did die of those wounds. So he does a lot of unnecessary, more ex- unnecessary exposition yeah. and goes, bah. and then goes, ah, I sleep now, indicating death, <laughs> which <laughs> as anyone who's ever seen a movie knows when you go, you're dead. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man. <laughs> and also, so our uh, one of our heroes uh, has taken a giant like, oh yeah, Randy. Yeah, he took a like a straight razor, straight cut razor to the right across his chest. Yep. Like probably cut him down to the bone on his chest. And they're like, "Should we put him on a stretcher?" Nah. How about you let him walk out to the put your arm around somebody and yeah. walk it off, buddy. <laughs> we don't have the budget for a stretcher. Yeah, guy with a stub toe over here. What is this? Uh, yeah, so somebody so just, burned their hand on a walk downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so this just remember everybody Nobody gets a second chance. No one deserves a second chance and never trust anyone. Mm-hmm. That is the message I took away from this film. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's tragic because it's not Fred's fault. And he was a good dude who he was, was just trying to do the right thing. Yep. He was. This is what he gets. And this is what he gets. Big old knife in the neck. And, you know, if uh, if this guy who owned the furniture store had not uh, taken pity on him and let him stay there, none of this would have happened. <laughs> It is technically Fred's fault, because Fred was the catalyst for this killing. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he's not responsible. No, but, but yeah, I see what you're saying. But yeah. you know, if he had just been a normal human being and said, "No, you can't sleep in my fucking furniture store, <laughs> you maniac," Your everything would, would still been, be alive. Everything would have been fine. So, uh, turns out, killer's not dead. He is driving the ambulance. What? Yep. That's a cool little shock ending. Crazy and, shock uh, ending. And a great, great still frame stare at you at the end when that when also, the Also, that guy driver... looks great in makeup. Oh yeah. That dude looks really good in makeup. So I'll give him that. I wish I wish we could I wish we could have had a sequel. I'd like to see Bondage Dudes uh Bondage Zack. <sighs> yeah, I wonder. That would I don't know if it I don't really, know if it's strong enough. Yeah, I don't think it works without the without the tie in. Then it's just like gay guy killer you know or whatever it's like it doesn't it doesn't really have much of a hook yeah you know it's like oh so that <laughs> i guess he's gay <laughs> you know freddy krueger was kind of burned and but came he, back as but he wears other people's clothes oh uh, no doesn't really <laughs> he's killer chameleon that okay but i mean that that What's actually the other movie does... we watched that we've talked about a slasher that wasn't strong enough to go out on his own Probably all of them. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think, uh, yeah. Damn, we've done a lot of episodes. There's Jesus. I know this is our fifty-sixth episode. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? We are 
prolific. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Turns out there's a lot of these awesome movies, and it's fun to talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd do this even if nobody listened. Um, so, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> I love this movie. Yep. I'm really glad I got it. Michelle bought this for me for Christmas, and it's awesome. I think she probably got it at Abraxas. Yes, in yes. fact, she did. So, yes. So, again, thank you to Abraxas for having awesome things that we can... So, if you find yourself in Portland, Maine, check out Abraxas. Yeah, it's right next to me. So, if you're coming to Coast City Comics, they're like half a block away from me. And then you can check out Strange Maine, where I bought this movie. And you can go to the and Green Hand Bookshop, where my wife works. Yeah! <laughs> it's so great. And then you can come get a tour of a new studio with me. Oh, don't no. do that. No. It's, it's very boring. Come play pinball with me at Coast City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to. We don't need to tell anyone where you work. It's a secret. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Is, does this violate anything about your work? Oh, God, no. Okay, good. Uh, you don't have some sort of ethics code that you can't talk about horror movies on podcasts? No, no, no. I can do that. Okay, good. Uh, it's, it's hilarious. My one brother's a doctor and my other brother's a mechanic, and uh, I can give you a tour of a TV station. Hey. I, I, that's yay. You did you did better with your film stuff than I did. <laughs> I haven't used it for anything whatsoever. I let alone my music school. I hate making movies. <sighs> it's the sad truth. It's so bizarre cuz I love watching them. Yeah. Uh actually it, being part of in the crew, which I've done very very little of, but hated every minute of. Yeah, it's it's rough. I <laughs> I don't really care for it either, but I like, I've always liked doing makeup effects stuff. Mm -hmm. That's always been fun. Every time I've gotten a chance to do that, I've really enjoyed it, but it's only because we work on these micro budget movies where it doesn't matter. If I worked on one of those things where they were like, this has to look perfect by two, you know, and it's like, it's like one fifteen, and it's like, I can't do that by yeah. then you know like these insane time crunches and all that shit that happens to people who are working on legit films i i just it's not it's not my thing i don't yep. enjoy it it's probably the same reason i'm not a professional musician either i don't like yep. i don't like that i don't want to tour i don't want to do any of that shit i like the fun part where you record albums you hang out with your friends you make music and it's fun you know, I like doing these things. It was really it's, cool when the bees were number one on TRL for seven weeks in a row. <laughs> Carson uh, loved you guys. I know a little too much. Yeah. It got it got cloying. Mm-hmm. I was kind of tired of it after you just had a while. To walk away. I had to walk away from it all, man. <laughs> Shun the fame. Yeah, all the opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We had no opportunities. Mm. Listen, if Troma paid money. We would be rich. Yeah. We'd be rich in trauma bucks for all the trauma movies we've done. <laughs> Toxie bucks. Yeah. I think we've done four trauma movies now. Mm-hmm. So that's sweet. So that's cool. But uh, outside of that, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can follow us at Coast City Comics and at the Funbox Monster Podcast. And I am Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend. And, uh, and come to us next week when we're going to be doing The Phantom of the Mall. Eric's Revenge. Oh, man. Was there an Eric's first thing? 
he, he gets revenge. Oh, he just got revenge in this one. Lots okay. of it. All the revenge. It sounds like a sequel, but it's not. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Re- review us and stuff. Do, do those things. Check out the Rude Horror Podcast. Yes, absolutely. They're doing really fun stuff. Holy shit. The last <clears> episode <throat> had Wyatt Weed, uh, who worked on Predator 2, yeah. and the guy I wrote in Fortress. Did you listen to that? Have I you? haven't listened to it yet. I need to. So Marcus asks Wyatt a question, and then Wyatt just goes off on like 10-minute stories that are... Oh, that's Extremely so awesome. interesting. Oh, that's so awesome. And uh, yeah, so check out the Rude Horror Podcast. Sweet. That's good stuff. Mark's good, good dude. Good, good stuff. Awesome. Thank you all so much. We'll see you later. I sleep now. <laughs> <laughs>